for the bunt in the second All right, base. here we go. Welcome back to Southside Sports, guys. We're here, you know, Nick and Mike are back at it, and we're sitting here watching the White Sox game. They Just took the lead. Just around. And now their defense is back at it. <laughs> Just throwing the ball around. The heck of a play by Moncada in the – and the second baseman just used the wrong foot to reach out for that ball. Had the wrong foot I mean, on the bag. Put the 10 up over the circus. Here we go. I mean, and I think what well, are we let's doing? just jump into it, Mike. They had a rough series this weekend against Houston. You know, they go ahead and play a good team, and and they struggled yep. against Houston this weekend. And, and a lot of this, what we're seeing right now, has been the nemesis of them all year. I don't know. Can you be a championship team and, and be this bad in the field? No, you can't. And I don't want to hear the injuries. Everybody deals with it. I don't want to hear it. No one gave uh you know, no one gave any excuses when Renteria was dealing with it last year. This is a championship roster, blah, blah, blah. I'm not getting giving any excuses to Tony or anybody. You gotta you gotta play defense. You gotta play. The Sox to me are not a championship team. I said that they would probably go to the playoffs in our preseason thing, but I don't think that they're there. They're not Oakland A's good. They're not Houston Astros good. They're not. I don't even think they're as good as Boston. They're just some teams have that DNA. Day in and day out, they can play anybody, anywhere, anytime on the parking lot. The Sox to me are like their division's bad. They're the neighborhood bully until another bully shows up. They're not the bully no more. Houston bullied them. They went. Remember they went uh, about a month ago to the New York. Got got their tails kicked in. And they came back and they play, got to play Kansas City and Detroit again. And they got to play Baltimore. And then, oh, we got the best record. We got we came home. We caught Tampa. We beat Tampa two out of three. Okay. They're all close games, really close games. But then you can't go to Houston and lose four straight. You know, but to, to their defense, you know, like just on the way home today is listening to Len Casper. He said this is probably – Overall, you know, you haven't seen the A's yet, but you've seen everybody else. You played Toronto, you played the Rays, and this by far was the best team that he said he's seen all oh, year. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt about it. Houston's offense is probably top to bottom the best offense of baseball. They, and Bregman's out, which is scary. Now, you know what I also love? Let's not, let's not go out and sign Michael Brantley to play an outfield position or, or DH position because I was, I was really – you know, lobbying for that. Let's not do it because he killed us in Cleveland, and now he he tore us up all weekend with Houston. But you know, we have problems at depth that we're running Jake Lamb and uh, you know Danny Mendick out there, and we can't beat the Pirates. Let's let's not. We just uh, bad news bears keep throwing it around, and it's just it's just becoming like it's it's coming back to get him. Oh yeah, Adam Eaton, Tony's guy. He's hurt again. The the fake hustle guy. He's hurt again. Adam Angle's hurt again. All these guys shouldn't even be on the roster. It's not a championship roster. Even when they're healthy, it's not. It's not. But the question is, I mean, it, it, these injury bugs has been across MLB. Yeah, I mean, is. these hamstrings are getting out of control. I didn't know we had – everybody had like three or four hamstrings. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I mean, and a lot of like the, the older guys have mentioned like Casper, and I heard like Stone say it, like having that short year last year and some guys kind of didn't play – it kind of it's kind of like everyone got knocked out of rhythm and it's not it's not like how you wouldn't play 100, 162 and have the time off it kind of messed everybody's timing up so now it's like is it catching up to them now i don't know you know are they like was the seasons too close together it was weird last year 
Yeah, but these guys had to get in because they got to make sure they get their money or these owners are going to get all the money again. So um, they want to get out there and play. And, you know, like you said, it could be out there too early or too late, too soon. I don't know. But like you said, I mean, the, the White Sox is really showing over these last couple of Tony games. looking around. He goes out to make a pitch change. He's looking around like he doesn't even know what's going on. I'm, I'm sorry. This is a joke. Did you just see him? He's looking he around. I, I think he didn't. <laughs> What's he he doing? never signaled for the righty or the lefty. He just looked around and it looked like a puppy trying to find his toy. What? What do we? Do? I mean, this is. It's just. I said it before. I'll say it again. I didn't want him to win because I don't want it to be the roster was there. We just needed a guy like Tony to come in and put us over the top. Because Nick, you know, if they win, that'll be the narrative. It'll be the narrative because the guys were there. We had everybody in place. We just didn't have a guy putting them over the top. That's what it'll be. And I'm glad that things are going not right because he's not the guy for the job. He's not. He's not the guy like a younger manager like a David Ross or any younger manager out there that would be able to rally the troops and get these guys going. And my boy Urminator hasn't been right since he got called out. And then got called out again when your own manager says he's glad that the twins threw at you, you know, so those things have an effect. They might not have an effect immediately, but they have an effect. And you know, like I know, it's really easy to forget about stuff when things are going well and you're the best team in baseball. It's easy to forget about stuff like that. Al Grandal is still hitting in the one hundreds and, and there's other things that have been underlying issues that are covered up by winning. But now that they're losing, things are going to be starting to put into perspective. You can't have a guy with the highest contract in the history of your team hitting in the hundreds now in June. I'm sorry. It, it just and, – and here's my thing also. If we're trying to go for it, are we going to make trades? Are we going to bring up some guys or what's going on? See, that's, going on? that's the next question you really got to start looking at here is where do you go from here? What are the moves? What are the front yeah. office? What are they going to make? There was a rumor yesterday about the guy from Arizona, Escobar, possibly playing second. You know, I said it all year. The Jake Lambs and the Adam Angles and the Danny Mendick, bless your heart, guys, but they're not on World Series rosters. They're not. Those guys are not. Maybe it's a young kid that comes up that you didn't know, but you can't bring up five guys. You know, you can't. You can't. You got to kill I'll take some a, of these guys. I'll take a hamburger. Yeah. I'll, I'll, Jake Berger's playing second in the minors, they said, because he hits the ball. But – how many of those guys can you just kind of like roll the dice on? Yeah, it, it, but that's the big thing. I mean, they talk about, you know, the White Sox landing this Adam Frazier who they're facing tonight, um, you know, Tuesday night here against on the Pirates, and he did go ahead and hit a home run against them. But they're talking about him because he's kind of a uh, one of those Swiss Army knives who can play both corner outfield or in the second base. We just his numbers, in 324. Yeah, I mean, he can do it all, and he's – leading the league in doubles. So him and Castellanos are just battling right. back and forth every game. It, it, it'd be nice to see the, the White Sox go ahead and add something because now with Adam Angle, who they thought they would rely on and as that just fourth, came back. about the fourth outfielder, now he's out again with the same hamstring injury. Not a new one, not a different leg, not which on is, the other which leg. Which is usually not good. Yeah, he already missed 58 games. So let's just it's we're beyond that. Let's just see. Do they go, you know, the Schwarberg name's been thrown out there. Do they go and get Schwarberg a little left-handed? He just won the player of the week in the National League. So 
what are the White Sox going to do? Because I think they're going to have to do something here. They're going to have to do something to solidify this outfield. Yeah. They need one more outfielder, and they need to sure up second base. Yep. And in my opinion, I would chase the second baseman, like a Frazier, a guy that can give you some pop and some production from that spot, which has been a spot across all the baseball that's hard to find production out of i mean let's be honest you got Ander, you got ta okay you got makata abreu yasmani you got like the top four or five guys in the lineup okay so we put him at six or seven i'll take 324 hitting sixth or seventh or even in the two spot i mean come on they they bat mandrigal in the two spot against lefties yeah i think he's a like a nice two-hole hitter for you guys i mean kind of change the pace between ta and and yohan um Here's my guy here. I like this Cabrian so, Hayes. But, I mean, you got to understand that Danny Mendix and these guys, it's a business. Hey, guys, bless your heart. Cut them. They cut, you know, their, the fan favorite for a long time was uh, Sanchez, you know. Hey, it's time to cut these guys. You're trying to win a World Series. These guys are not on rosters. I'm sorry. They're on rosters like the Orioles, like teams that are trying to, like, you know, just manage to get by until their minor league guys are it's rebuilding. Get rid of some of these guys and make a trade. Do something. I mean, you're trying to win or what? Yeah, and the other thing is, is you know, going into season, the best uh, bullpen on paper was the White Sox. And you want to talk about a, uh, one of the sore spots for them this year. It, it's been their bullpen. Disappointment. Is it the way that Tony's mismanaging from what I hear? He's mismanaging yeah. this bullpen. He's relying on the same three arms all the time and – and they're not even his best guys out there. No. And he keeps putting Hendricks in at the wrong times, the situations that I think he's been, he's been outspoken about that he doesn't like to do. You know, and why, why keep rolling this out? I, I just don't like it. I mean, granted, their one game back is having the best record in, in, in major leagues, but it's just when you're on a high, it, it is a game of, you know, Baseball is a long season, and it is a grind. What you're getting here, we're coming up to the All Star break. We're coming up to the trade deadline. You're right. What you know, we're about a month away from all this good stuff happening. What, what is going to happen? I mean, and we're, that's we're, the big we're another loss away from five losses in a row. I mean, and we're talking the Pirates are they're gritty, but I mean, come on, you know. So now the Houston series and things are starting to overlap. Or, or roll into another series where you're throwing the ball around and, and you got a good outing out of Giolito, gave up two runs in, in six innings, okay. But here we go with the bullpen and the mismanagement. I mean, I just don't – sometimes I just – what did you expect? He's been doing it all year, and the winning has is, is, is overshadowed all the bad bullpen decisions. You know, because the Sox, like, they lose tonight, they'll go on a six-game winning streak, and everyone will forget about it. But I won't forget about it because when you had to play somebody good who you'll see in the playoffs, you're going to see Houston. You're going to see Oakland. You might see the Angels. There's another run. So That was a meatball. I mean, you're going to see good teams. I'm sorry. You can beat up on Baltimore all you want. You can beat up on Kansas City and Detroit all you want. But you're going to see maybe not the Yankees, but you'll see Houston, Oakland, Toronto. A Tampa again. And Tampa, Tampa in the playoffs is good. They've been there before. They yeah, just called up the number one prospect in all of baseball, and he's the real deal. 
So, you know what? In my opinion, Nick, I'm, I'm sorry to say, you just signed the best player out of Cuba. He's 24 years old. Man, call that. I'm sorry. If you're, we're trying to win, call that guy up, put him in right field. I don't care. That's, I, I'm at the point like, what are we going to wait for? Are we going to wait for the guy? I mean, what are we waiting well, for? He, he's, he is 24. He's an, a, he's an A ball, but he's 24 years old. Yeah. Well, see what he's got. I mean, to me, and it's so funny, we, we can talk about that Cuban. No one heard of Levon Hernandez when the Marlins won. Right. You're right. Nobody he heard of him. He was El Duque's uh, half-brother or something. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy come in, he was lights out yep. all year. I mean, like, when, but in the playoffs, when the time, you know, when the, the lights were shining bright, the guy was balling. Yep. He, he, and I've you know, heard, he shut like, down. A, a lot of guys struggle in the minors because the pitchers don't throw as many strikes, and they do better in the major leagues because the guys are around the plate. I've heard that. Bring him up. I mean, he's, he was the best player in Cuba, and he's 24. You already signed him to the signing bonus and all that. Bring that just, that just became official this past week, right? Yeah, he's in A-ball right now yeah. playing. He got his visa straightened out, but hey, why can't the guy, he can't come play right field for you? Come on, he's a, he's, everybody was trying to get him. You're telling yeah, me. well, maybe they're just trying to wait till after break and then move him up, you know, give him a couple games, get his feet wet, whatever, yeah. and then move him up. But we'll, you never we'll know. See. That, those kind of things kind of inject life. This is the right fielder we just signed for the future, and he's up. Okay, we're really... This is it, you know? And we got Andrew Vaughn on the other side. He's in the future or whatever he's going to be. He can, he can rake, but he ain't going to play left field forever. No. But he's good. Well, he might because the other guy's not playing. Him and his name. Oh, yeah. He's DHing. Yeah. He but, he, I mean, Pito, <laughs> if he's going to play until he's uh, Tom Brady age, I don't know. I love Pito, but eventually he's going to not play anymore. Well, he's still doing his thing. But, you know, all in all, this is the same Sox team as last year. They beat on the bad teams, blah, blah, blah. They get, they get punched in the mouth. They don't know what to do, you know? Well, they just feel more comfortable now. They have a, you know, they think a, a, a true number two now. They can help them out, right? you know, with Lance Lynn in there. But he struggled, man, Houston. Yeah. It's a good lineup. That's a good lineup. Yeah, but Houston knows him too. Yeah. So let's just go with that. He's been, you know, he pitched for the A's. He pitched no, for the we Rangers for a bit. We can also talk about Lance Lynn. Are we just going to throw away this year? We got one year of him. You don't know if you're going to re-sign him. Are we just going to throw the year away and not try to go out and spend it to trade and, that and, and see, and that's the thing. I think when they went and made that move and they were in on a Springer, you know, hearing all that rumors, and this Sign is Liam their Hendricks? year. This is your year. Like, you're putting all your eggs in the basket. Oh, yeah. Let's go and get it. Don't don't sit here and wait and hesitate. Go out and get it. Buy these. Buy it this year. I'm, there's got to be someone they can get um, that's going to help out in the outfield, provide sure. a little pop. They really do need a left-handed bat. And uh, boy, Michael Brantley is just a perfect fit. Uh, Michael Brantley, but now <laughs> you know what he would have been. Ho-hum, you know what he's gone. But let's just go ahead and make this deal for Adam Frazier. I don't know what's going to cost you. He looked good in the in the black and white on the south side. He he had a bomb tonight. I like a three twenty four and the pop from the left side. I'll take it. You know, I'll take it. I mean, he's got more pop than Madrigal. I mean, yeah, he's got that gap power, man. All he's over gap the Madrigal gap. thing. The dude's been hurt every year, almost season ending injuries every single year. I like the guy when he's playing. He's good, but he does he makes a lot of boneheaded mistakes. Okay, he, every everybody loves him and all that stuff. But you know what? Well, the best attribute is what availability yeah you're right he's not he's i'm sorry he's becoming the guy that don't get too excited because he's gonna do something and he's gonna be out for the season that's what he's becoming it's it's 
Oh, sorry to say it, but well, hopefully, you know the White Sox can go ahead and and weather this to to the All Star break, and you know manage to keep this nice little lead they have. I mean, I, I think uh, last week you were looking at like a five game lead in in the division. Now you know it's only up to two. They're yep. at two right now, and let's not sleep on those Twins though. Too. I just got an alert. Wander Wander's first hit in the majors with a three run home for Tampa. Wow. So. Just what they needed to inject some life and some popping in the lineup. Young fellas, I think his switch hitting shortstop was breaks. And well, I mean, he he's one of those guys it. that's 23. Motherfucker, you look 30. <laughs> I mean, he, he's built and stuff like he's like he's Tejada. <laughs> like, you know, one of, one of the things that they were going to, they mentioned that DeWander Franco was the first player to reach the majors, born in 2001. Yeah. So then they started listing, like, all these players who were the first of their birth year. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, A-Rod. Like, all these phenoms. It right. just came across like pool holes. Wow, yeah. And it just, and the list went on and on. And I'm just like, holy smokes. And now this guy, now there was some failures in there, but it was uh, Andrew Jones was in there. and What a player uh, he was, man. Wow. I don't think he gets enough. You know Dude, what? He I an MVP, man. He's good. He was good. Like, I just didn't – I forget how good he was. And, like, defensively, you took him for granted. But to sit there and I'm just like, damn, he was good. I mean, backyard baseball on the computer, he was real good. You needed He'd him. go get him. Oh, yeah. Hey, don't him worry. And, and Pablo Sanchez sitting in the right <laughs> corner up there. <laughs> he was as good as all the major league players. He was, like, the, the best backyard player, man. Dude, Tejada, when he came up with Oakland, he was probably 28, saying he's 18. Yeah. But, man, was he good. He would throw the ball so hard across the diamond. You know who else I liked? Julio, was it? Was it shortstop? Franco was the last name? or? And he Frank played call. For, for call. Yeah, Rafael, Rafael for call. call. And they used to say they used to clock him like 98 across the diamond. Like, he had a cannon. He had a hose, man. He was another one, about 28. You know, he was 18 or whatever because he had a quick, was quick, like Tejada was. Yeah. yeah but, but, yeah, you're right. This Wander Franco, they showed him. He, he's walking up to the stadium day. They were showing him, like, this dude looks like 30, man. I mean, just let these guys just – and baseball is totally different than all these other sports. I oh, mean, these sure. guys are professionals. They've been seeing the best for years. I mean, you got to understand, like, so we have the international signing – so 20 pitchers got signed out of Cuba that these hitters have been facing. So you mean to tell me they've been facing some pretty good pitching? Because the major league teams thought they were good. So, yeah, why can't they come up and, and play? I mean, baseball is baseball. Yeah, you and me. He, hey, like you said, I mean, just another Cuban on the team. I mean, could ignite, could ignite some little happiness. Nice play, T.A. Yep, and I, and I remember Vlad used to always tell everybody, when we're down here in the Dominican and Cuba, you don't hit, your, you don't walk your way off the island. There ain't no on base percentage down there. You hit your way off. Them guys, they they grip it and rip. They they swing, man. And uh, we talk about Vladdy Jr. He's uh, he's making Papa proud. I, they showed his dad's numbers in his MVP year, and his numbers are way better right now in the halfway point. Yeah, I mean, I just looked it up because Mike's like, "Have you seen his numbers?" And I'm like, I, "I've been paying attention, you know, a little bit, but." The guy's batting 337, 23 home runs, 59 RBIs, 169 total base. It's just third I mean, year. It's third year. And, like, 
he's progressively getting better. And it's, it's funny because they're like, how do you get better from the numbers you posted last year? Yeah, exactly. But obviously, he's just tearing <laughs> he's, them to pieces. And then he's like, it sucks because like those other guys like Biggio and Bichette are having good years too. But when when Vlad's going off like that, he's like, I guess we'll just play second fiddle and just keep doing what we're doing. That team's a couple pitchers away. That team's good, man. They're real. They're good. real good. They're real exciting too. You know, you it's like fun the to watch. you yep. like the young guys. You like seeing this game get a little younger. You know, yep. and hopefully right. it, we can get the younger crowd to start following this game because it is exactly. probably you know it is one of the first games that you, as a child that we fell in love with, and mm-hmm. you know you would like to see this just they're they're keeping to grow. the game interesting. You know, you got Otani. It's him and Otani's like a two horse race for MVP. But I mean, the, with what that guy's doing is he's hitting. When he hits the ball, he hits the ball far. I mean, he's got some torque on his swing, and then he's dealing like he's dealing. That's cool, man. I mean, that whole pitching and hitting thing's cool. And Uh-oh, Scherzer <laughs> with the – he just got – they tossed him. We're, we're watching this, and this the whole spider tank oh, thing. Wait, we, we got we to turn this – It looks like they came out maybe thinking that Scherzer had that spider attack on his. They've been checking their belts and their yeah. hats. And Girardi looked like he was bitching about it. So the umpires go out there. This guy, this man starts undressing. <laughs> and, he's oh, he's this, Roger Dorn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not in my contract. I'm not doing that. This is becoming a thing now, this spider attack. It is. It's becoming a thing. They were checking every pitcher last night. It was the first night they checked everybody. Yeah, well, they would run off the field, and they would check them as soon yeah. as they would come off the field when the pitching change. Or Yeah. I wonder or, if Giolito had that dark spot on his head tonight. I didn't get a chance to no, see No, we didn't tune in. Maybe we'll have to bring in but, uh, but Poppy back here. That's becoming a, that's becoming a thing, man. It's, it's, uh, they finally found out what the substance is. It's called spider tack. And uh, these guys were getting those rotations on the baseball with it. Right? I mean, that was the whole Bauer thing. So we'll see now going forward. They've never done this, implemented a rule like this in the middle of the season. Yeah, and well, and the other thing is too, they have seen a uh, a, drop. a a big drop in the in the spin rotation. The batting averages are slowly creeping up. The home yeah. runs are slowly creeping up. So like, okay, is it really something to do with it? But it, it is it is a little funny because. You you hear these pitchers and you hear people talking. This has been in the game for twenty years, and now right. now all of a sudden that you're just going to go ahead and and cut it out. It's it's pretty it's pretty funny to me, but whatever. Um, let's just jump and change and north side. go to the north side here. And we're going to put the Cubbies on TV. Yeah, we'll put them on. We'll switch the game to um, you know the, the professors dealing here uh, into the sixth. Um, this is where they get that third time around where he starts to get a little, a little iffy. A little iffy. They got a guy on first already. Yeah, so. Wrigley's back to 100%. You got to love the ballpark. Wrigley was rocking over that a couple weekends ago. Oh, man, it was beautiful. Jack you know, was hitting the home runs and everything was going crazy. Yeah, it was, you know, they're one of the, you know, well, in Chicago here, they were first to open up and it was just, it, it, it is a sight to see when you see all these fans back and, it's cool, you know, man. the players are talking about it and, and, and David Ross spoke about it as well. He's just like, man, this is what I remember. I just remember being back in 16 when this place was just shaking. Right. And now all of a sudden, you know, my first year managing, 
you know, they were like, well, what's the difference? And he goes, well, I don't know any difference because we didn't play in front of anybody. <laughs> right. And he's like, it was just, it wasn't right. Like, he just knew <laughs> it wasn't right. But now it's just, it's back to full capacity and it feels great to be back in Chicago in the middle. So let's just keep these going. You know, the Cubs are hanging around in first still. You know, right now they're tied with the Brewers. So Milwaukee, I tell you, they're the at the barbecue that just won't go away. I don't they know. They just hang around. It's just man. something. Craig, Craig Council is just the, like the player he was. He is. It's the same it's same way gritty. he played. He's just always there. Like you, yeah. you always think you're going to get him out, and then here he comes out with a right. big hit. He's on another team every year, and he's got that goofy batting stance. Oh yeah, I. They're just. It's just like they pick up those guys, like that guy, that Garcia from the Sox who couldn't hit. Now he can't stop hitting. Yeah, still Garcia. Come on, where the fuck did this guy come from? It's like they go to Milwaukee. And they get get him in the lab, and they figure out what's wrong, and they buy low, and they get these guys, and they trade them or whatever, and they very seldom like don't, you know, hand out money that's wasted. I know that 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 Kane was he's very injury prone, Lorenzo Kane since they got him from the Royals, but you know very seldom do you see them hand out real big contracts, but they got a legit ace in that Woodruff's nasty. Oh, he he's dealing, but. He was one they said was uh, using the spider tag. <laughs> spider so tag. let's see what happens there, Mike. See, see if his numbers yeah. go down. So uh, they were they were one of the teams that were really talked about in the spider tag On across the, the board. Yeah, yeah. Uh, starters and relievers. Like most so of the time, closer has been pretty much unhittable for yes. two years. Hater with that? No, no, not hater. The black guy. Hater's like their setup man. That's the guy with the changeup. Like nobody gets his changeup. They said that he was big into that. His changeup moves like a video game. <laughs> so we'll see. Like he said, he'll throw it. He don't even know where it's going to in, out, up, down, whatever. So we'll see. Like you said, imagine Hater using that shit on the left side, no 9,900 miles an hour. So, I mean, it's just crazy. We're going to see here. But I just, once again, the question is, what? Do, I mean, it seems like we're a broken record here on the, on the station, but it's just if we get to the trade deadline and what are the Cubs going to do? I don't know. And it, it's – I, I don't see how you can be a buyer. I don't see that. I, I just don't. I They brought this wisdom up, playing third. The guy's pretty good. I know we've been advocates. Yeah, but of, he, he's sitting here. He's like your your boy, Erminator. He went hot, nice nine cold. home runs in a week. Right. And now he's cooled down. Everybody's figured it out. They gave him the old... Uh, the, the old Chicago Cubs recipe, pitch them away, throw high inside, and <laughs> right. strike three, you're out. Yeah. So I just don't know how you can be a buyer. I, I just don't. When you give away Darvish, who's, and I hate to keep saying it, who's absolutely dealing, you, when you give them away and you do a money dump, how could you become buyers? I just don't know that. When you know for sure you can't sign all four guys, you know that's a fact. How can you not trade two of those pieces and try to get some guys for them? I just don't know. I don't. How do you? But how do you tell your fans that we're in first place or game two games out that we're not going to make a push? We're just throwing in the towel. It's tough. Like, and and it like to me it just shows you know yesterday in the game, um, Baez lost track of the outs. And he yeah, was just, benched, right? yeah, and he'd run around the bases and, you know, Davey Ross had to let him straight, you know, had to set him straight because yeah. he was, he's kind of off kilter and like, Hey, you can't be doing that stuff. You're a star. You make good money yeah. and you, you're looking for a big contract. You can't be doing this kind of stuff. 
I got we love the way you play. You love the way you play hard, but let's get it together. You know, the Cubs are sitting here battling some injuries too. And I would I would trade him tomorrow. I would I would trade him, maximize what you can give for him, and I trade him tomorrow. I he would probably be the only guy I traded the deadline out of all I would trade one of them and I would trade him. Be him. You know, here here, you know, whatever the highest bidder, he'd be gone. And I wouldn't care what team it was because he's going to be a free agent. So they could sign him or not, whatever. But it's hard to, like, let him walk. And if he goes to the Cardinals or let him walk and he goes here, at least, look, at even if he goes to the Cardinals or if he goes somewhere, at least we get your, you know, we get two top tens out of you for six months. I'm cool with that. Give me two top ten prospects for him. You ain't going to get much as a rental. No, get, like, and that's huge. the thing. It's not a closer, and that's the other thing. Do you get rid of Kimbrel? Oh yeah, I mean with the with the bullpen, how it's been doing, somebody's gonna have to step up. And be, if you get a call for Kimbrel, I'm gonna give you two of our top ten. One's a pitcher, uh, a power guy. One's a one's a position player. Yeah, I mean you gotta you take you to. you gotta take all these phone calls. Hey, what a heck of a year for Jed Hoyer to step in as a you know the man you know making all the decisions. I think in a couple too. of years, the Cub fans will be like, you know what? These guys walked. We couldn't pay them, but we got a couple star. I mean, we got guys that are contributing to the club in a couple years. I mean, and that's not? the thing. It can be a quick turnaround, too. If they do this right, it could be a quick turnaround. Right. So let's just see. Let's see what happens and here. I would, I would kind of sacrifice. Hey, give me a guy. I want a minor leaguer, your best average guy. I don't want to swing and miss guy. I don't want an all or nothing guy. I want a guy that hits doubles and has high average who can bat towards the top. Get some of those guys because they, they, what they have now is a lot of that swing and miss all or nothing. You need to try to get a couple guys like in the, you know, give me a doubles guy like we're talking about the kid from Pittsburgh. Give me a, give me a number two hitter. Give me, because you're going to need them. I mean, you just can't have, you got Bryant, you got Rizzo if you keep them. So let's, let's try and some, that, some of those guys, speed guys. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You just, you need a little flavor here. You know, we're just all one flavor here, you know. You love chocolate, but after after a while, you know, and the ice cream, I want, I want a little vanilla or strawberry every now and then. And we got the same across the board for almost all the positions. That's why it was nice when Matt Duffy was in here giving us that little spark and uh, I mean, yep. with that guy that uh, Meshack or whatever his name was <laughs> came in and he was hitting all over, running all over the place. It was nice to see, and it was just it was a change of pace, and I think that's what really. Uh, spark these guys. It gives uh, your manager some options. Give them, you know, like you sprinkle these guys here and there in the lineup. They can make things happen, hit and run some more. But when you're like station to station with everybody, and then we get the swing and miss, it's hard, man. I know. We just try to, to be, manufacture runs sometimes. To be official, Mike, I think we are a little boring. <laughs> Sophie's out. Sophie's out. He's, she wanted she to be all out. about the show. She was out quick, man. She, she is out. We're not talking about the puppy dog pals and anything that interests her. So she's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and chop yeah. this one up. I'm, I'm out. Uh, that's funny. Uh, but, yeah, it just, you know, I, I want to see them make the right decisions. And hopefully we won't know for yeah. a couple years. But hopefully Jed makes the right decisions. But I just want to see the Cubs being gritty here and keep playing some good baseball. You know, it is a reflection of their manager. I think this is who David Ross was, and it's nice to see him coming to his own a little bit yeah. this year um, and um, tell him, hey, this is my ball club, and let's see. That hopefully they're in the right direction, and 
and keep moving forward. So I mean, towards the end of the season, we got to look and see. I don't, I don't really know. Like, besides from the Cubs players, like who's coming up? Who are the free agents this year coming up? I think Correa's one. I think there's some other guys. I mean, if if I'm the Cubs, I mean, why why not a Correa? Great Baez, man. I mean, why not? There's a lot. I think there's a bunch of shortstops. There is a bunch up. of shortstops coming up. I they want are. to say that. Yeah, Story is uh, the big well, guy. Like Story, He's number man. one out there. I really like Story too. So, um, but there's, I mean, like there's, like you said, there's always options. Don't act like if we get rid of this guy, what are we gonna do? There's always options, you know. And and I think with Ross, the way he likes to play the game, if you give him a little more, there's more than one ones that's gonna catch. You can win games manufacturing runs, not just waiting for. three. So, yeah, I think – and then, look, the College World Series is going on. You never know. You could draft a guy that might, uh, you know, in the first round, help your team in two years or a year. You never know. They draft an arm, a college arm, could step in next year and help. never know. I think that's where they need to go. <laughs> I think that's the route they need to go. Uh, we need a power arm, that's for sure. Hopefully we can find that somewhere. I mean, but we, I, had, we had one, but we just got rid of it for yeah. nothing. So I do well, I like watching the College World Series anymore. because, like, the high school guys are mixed in. So a lot of the college guys, you know, oh, that's not how you play a, a fly ball. Wow, that was brutal. That's Little League, man. Wow. I mean, I know Who's this kid. Alcantara. Eric Cantara? Yeah, Cantara. Infielder, huh? Yeah, shortstop. Oh, another shortstop, so. Yeah. Well, you said we got 80 of them. One of the many. They're making them in a factory down there in Iowa. <laughs> like the corn, they all look the same. They're coming out of the factory. But I'm telling you, it's cool because I remember the Sox when they drafted Rodon. I'm like, man, I just watched him playing in the College World Series. And like I was saying, the high school guys are mixed in, so the college guys drop sometimes. You can get you a nice little college power arm pretty late when these other teams that are rebuilding, they want to get the high school kids because they're you know six, seven years away. If you're a team that wants to contend right away, a lot of times you go the college route. Like Ian Happ, he's like pr- produced in a year or two. You know? mm-hmm. So I think it's cool if if you want to check that out and then you check out the mocks. They'll be coming up. I think it's in July. Yeah, it is. It is. I think it is before the I remember the Sox line. drafted Chris Sale and he was on the team the same year. So yeah. it was David Price coming out of Vanderbilt. Another yeah. good Vanderbilt pitcher. They got him in a factory down there too. Jesus, they got two more coming up. We got the only bad one, Carson Fulmer. In the south side. He's in a bullpen somewhere. Well, now. I mean, the guy never broke 90. So what, yeah, were what? We, what were we thinking? What were we doing? Yeah. Top 10. Yeah. yeah that was a throwaway. And, you know, until this year, we had uh, Carlos Ferdinand, who was a top 10 guy, was supposed to be everything, you know. And now he's finally Ethan Katz project or whatever you want to call it. So well, he's, he, he's. I think that he, I think the problem a lot of times with whole bullpen and everything else is like you said is tony and i don't think a lot of those guys will, will, they're afraid to speak up i think i mean he's got his rings on and you know what are you supposed to do <laughs> he's got Tell him he's wrong old jacket green jacket who gives a shit <laughs> yeah, right right yeah non, <laughs> i don't know what color jacket it is. calling motherfucker yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know what color it is yeah. for a major league he baseball, likes but. he likes to pick up the phone to call the bullpen but he won't pick it up to call the uber <laughs> you know what i mean so um but the cubs man i mean like oh, you put said, the brakes. I think that if even if they traded a one he guy, hurt himself. That's he just pulled good. a hammy. Even if they traded Baez, or even if they think they traded two, I think they could still win the division because I think it's very winnable. I mean, it's no one's no one's shown that. I mean, you know, Milwaukee's not going to be crazy buyers. They never are. Cincinnati won't do it. No, because they they sound like sellers too. You know, yeah. 
everybody's looking what they can get for Castellanos or or Suarez. Yep, They're looking for those two. So man, is that Castellanos? I remember when him. he said about we didn't want him. We didn't want yeah, to keep him. I remember when he said about playing the Cubs. He said every game feels like opening day. That's how much that place rock. And he said it's only place I want to play. I mean, that guy comes out and says it, and you won't. He he was waiting. And you know, he was purposely waiting for the Cubs to make an offer, and he was like the last one to sign that offseason. He was purposely doing that. And I'm like, I remember the Sox were in on him. He told him no. Hey, well, he probably thought that he was going to get that backdoor deal like uh, when we brought back Fowler for the 26 season. I mean, yep. 2016 season. He, he thought he was going to be. get that same thing. He wanted to be on the Cubs. He really did. All right, let's switch gears here. We'll, we'll talk about the Bears a little bit. They had finished up OTAs a couple weeks ago. Um, a lot of news, a lot of hype, a lot of noise coming out of QB there about, one. Yeah, about the QB1 and the real who the real number one is, but I know yeah. who wore QB the number one. I know who wears number one. <laughs> right. And let's talk about Justin Fields. I mean, all, they, all you hear is just, you know, Darnell Mooney comes out and says he's, he's running a route and he smiles. As the ball is just going through the air, yeah. saying, I'm catching a pass from Justin Fields. Yep. So what are we, we going to do? I mean, if he's thinking this, the locker room is thinking this. Yeah. It's a matter of time. It's, it's, it's a matter of time. He's going to – you know he's going to get a lot of preseason reps, and what, especially training camp. I don't know. Is it open to the public, or are they at no, – They're going to be at um, – They're not in Bourbon anymore, anymore right? No. Yeah. They will be, um, I think they're saying they're going to try to do like two or three maybe open to the public. That's it. But <laughs> that open to the public will even put more pressure on. I mean, this kid plays in preseason, and he balls like we think he's going to. I think it's inevitable that he's going to be the starter in week one. I mean, what are you supposed to do? People watch the games. People see with their we eyes. We got the process. Nagy here. We got a process. The process Dalton's is, our yeah. quarterback. He's our number one. Oh. And he comes back and says this after OTAs, which, I mean, I he's guess gotta you, you, you got to say that. Gotta you got to be it. the PC. This is what you told the man, right? And then, but, you know, you also got to say, look, you got to earn your spot. And if he outplays Andy Dalton every day and he's making everybody say, wow, like Andy can't make that throw. I mean, we're, we're talking about uh, what are we trying to do here? Are we trying to win? Are we rebuilding? Because if we're trying to win, you get, the best guy should be on the field playing at every position, and even at the quarterback position. Well, if Justin Fields gives you the best option to win, he should be on the field week one. Which, and you know what? Even if we don't see him starting, I think there will be a package for him. There will he'll have at least two or three series that game, and they want to get his get feet his wet. Feet wet yeah. And he's going to do good things. We're going to sit here and just be like, why isn't he starting? I mean, yeah. you're just opening up a can of worms, but they're totally two different things. He does bring something a little extra with his feet. He, he is a 4-4 guy, so it's not like he, he can't move. Right. Um. So you you you're gonna see a little package for him. I and you know I was I was not I was negative on him, and I haven't seen him in a Bears uniform yet. But I'm gonna just re, I'm just gonna reiterate it. When the Bears draft you, hey, I'm a Bears fan. I'm behind you. I'm rooting for the guy. I, did, I, I thought that maybe in college I didn't like some stuff I've seen, whatever. But, look, I did the same thing with Mitch. He's coming to North Carolina. College is different. I'm behind you, though. You're a bear. I'm behind you. I, I want you to do well because that means we're going to do well. 
So I, I want him, and I, I believe that, like, sitting behind a guy like Andy Dalton, like, you're not sitting behind Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. You're sitting behind Andy Dalton. Like, how much is it really going to help you? I think playing is going to help you way more than that. See, and I, I just, and I think there's, like, that glimmer of hope, too. I think he couldn't have come into a better situation where, yes, you might not be the starter on day one, but you know what? I'm going to come in and compete. And if I show these guys that I am who I am, I'm going to get my chance. Right. And with that, having that glimpse of hope is just going to keep driving him. And he did think he was the best quarterback in the draft. You might see like the little Patrick Mahomes, whatever. I was the best quarterback. I always felt like I was number one. I was number one coming into high, into, yeah, into out of high school. There's no reason I was number two or whatever behind Trevor Lawrence after that. And I've always been number two. And why all of a sudden am I not the best number two quarterback or whatever? He's going to have that chip on his shoulder. Let's hopefully this this ride for him is is good. And let's have hopefully it's a long one and we finally find a quarterback. Um, and I, you know what? Mitch would always like be quiet and never said too much about Chicago didn't welcome him with open arms. They booed him at the game. He went to the Bulls game. I remember they booed him and they didn't welcome him with open arms. And this is a different scenario that, that Chicago couldn't be more excited about a guy. But I also like when guys are outspoken and have the chip. I've always been that way. I think you should have that. Even if there's nothing there, make something up to make yourself have a chip. Make, make a story up. You know, read an article that somebody might have bashed you. Read it every day before you start working out or something. I, and I just always liked it, man. How do you throw the football down the field with that big chip on your shoulder? I love it. I think everybody should have something like that, some kind of motivation, you know? And I don't think, like, dude, if I'm, a, if I'm Mitch and I got booed at the – I mean, I'd be outspoken. I'm going to prove all you guys, and you're going to boo me. But he, he just never got that. No, he Never we just, got that. He wanted the TVs monotone. turn off. Yeah. Turn off the TVs. Yeah, he wanted the monotone. Uh, he's just – Easy going, whatever. I like the chip. I'm a fan of that. I really am. And he's outspoken about it, which a lot of guys aren't, and they're kind of afraid to be. But he he likes it. He's he's welcoming in it. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and we'll take a look on the other. There's a lot of smoke coming out about the defense. Yeah, and they're saying great things about Sean Desai. Yeah, they said it. It feels like Vic's back. Guys are in the positions they're supposed to be in. It's it's more. I think the Bears just played and executed way better under Vic. I think he, everybody knew where they were supposed to be. I mean, it's almost like when you're in a defense and you know, well, I know my spot and the other 10 spots. Like, I, you know, when you know everything, how it works and how everything's moving, you're not just worried about yourself and I'm just going to worry about Because there was a lot of pointing fingers last year and the year before. Deep balls down the field, guys out of position, not knowing what. In the secondary, a lot. It was bad. It was real bad. Hey, when Vic was there, he would send in D linemen. You never even fucking heard of before. Or corners and safeties. But they got in the game. They knew where they were supposed to be, and they made plays. Vic got so many guys' contracts. Uh, these guys that come in, I said, where did this guy come from? He's the seventh-round pick out of Delaware. And that kid now, I forget his name, he's balling now. He's a part of the rotation for the Bears big time. And I'm like, okay. But he also, the corners and safeties, Eddie Jackson, these guys knew where they were supposed to be. Eddie Jackson hasn't been more out of sync and out of sorts in two years. That He's looked terrible. He's looked like one of the worst safeties in the league. So we need to really get 
them guys going. And under Vic, Khalil Mack never dropped in. And you never seen him drop in. No, I I couldn't count. I mean, I I stopped counting, actually, because I would just get so frustrated every time I'd see Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn dropping the covers on it. Logano's defense. What are, what are we doing here? It's, yeah. it's what I it was just, just saying. It's driving me nuts. I'm like, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah. Like, who are you trying to outsmart? And I think we said it like, it's like an exhale. Khalil Mack and these guys. You know, Robert Quinn, whatever. But, you know, Akeem Hicks. Are you kidding me? This guy is just like Vic. You mean, this guy knows the defense, knows when we were the best defense in the league. He's bringing that back. Okay. They don't have to relearn anything. What, two guys got to learn something? The rest of the defense has been there. You know, Roquan was shooting down the middle like Patrick Willis used to in San Francisco right up the gut. Double A's. Vic was the double A guy, man. He used to blitz double A's all the time. Danny Trevathan only can run into something because he can't cover anything. So he was, what do you do well? That's what Vic kind of coach he is. This is what we're going to do, things that you do well. I'm not going to ask you to drop in covers that you can't do. We're going to revolve the plays around you and what your strengths are. That's how coaches should be. That's why the man is the head coach right now, and, and he's doing pretty well in Denver. But I hope this guy is just like him. And it, you know what it really seems to me? He's like a younger – I think he's going to have success like that guy did from the Rams, and now he's the head coach somewhere. The D.C. that was under Vic, and he went to the Rams, and I think then he went – now he's, he's a head coach. He's the Chargers. Yeah. So I think this guy's got that similar path. Well, that's it seems like that defensive tree is like money. Yeah, well, and, you know, that was Vic's number one, the guy who yeah. went to the Chargers. And now, and now was, this guy was his number two. Dropping his name, yeah. And Desai was his number two. And that was one of the first things he tried to do. He went over to Denver was to bring Desai with him. And the Bears, no, no, no. You know, They wanted to keep him around. Because, you know, Pagano was older or whatever. They knew eventually he was going to be gone. But you got to love it. I mean, you see one pupil go to the Rams, and in one year he's got a head coaching job. And I know they had Ramsey and Aaron Donald, but you've seen they ran that same style. Very, it was Vic didn't blitz all that much. He, that's fair too. It was more he he was really good at timely blitzing and and um, disguising his blitzes. You never knew when they were coming, but they would always catch you off guard. And I and I think the guy in the Rams did that a lot because he had the good front four and a good corner. But I think this Desai is going to be good. I really do. I Man, think let's just hope we good. have Eddie Goldman and Hicks stays healthy and we get that nice rotation in the middle there because yeah. I think that's where it all starts with those two guys in the middle. And then we got those, you know, pay a lot of money for our bookends over there. So hopefully they can play the part. But I, it's just nice to hear some refreshing and some new things coming out of, right. of uh, Lake Forest there. And the defense got to get the swag back. They got to. You know, quit getting beat like a drum, giving up 30. Get your swag back. Hey, and you, know, it, you said it starts with the front, guys. It starts with the guys up front. It really does. And you know what? Let's just carry that over to the offense. Let the offense get some swag back, too. Yep. You know, we start need to start putting up points. You know, Matt Nagy, he needs a, you know. It's a big year. It's a huge year for him. You know, you know and I, I'm a firm believer that he has more than just this year. But this year is really going to say what it, who he truly is as an offensive guy and how his offense is going to be moving forward. Yeah. And, and I hope great things happen. So we'll, we'll wait and see. He also might be playing uh, football games in Chicago somewhere else. Um, yeah, news, Bears, a little side note. Bears put in a little bid for the race, the racetrack. Arlington Racetrack, yeah. 
Yeah. They put in a bid to see what they can do. Um, but, uh... Sorry, Cleveland's throwing the ball. It's, cue the music for the bad news, but yeah. they're throwing it around. But, By the know, way, we take a look at Hunter Winter Stat shoes. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, he's wearing the Concords. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. Uh, just, I love it. Good old, it good swag. old yeah. <laughs> swag for the umpire, man. Uh, CC used to rock them bad boys every time he pitched. He man. did. Yeah. He's a big Jordan. He was one of Jordan's like first, first baseball, baseball guys. Him and Jeter. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it would be interesting. And, and I, being a Cub fan, I just, you know, when Chicago kept putting that hold on you and telling you what you can do and what you can't do to that they their got stadium. The hold on you? Yeah. It, it ain't flying with me. I'm, I'm with you on I, that. I run this town. Yep. We're the Bears. We run this town. We can't get the stadium. We didn't get it what we wanted in the first place. And the Bears are losing out on tons of money by not being having their own stadium. Yep. They can't have concerts. They get told when they when, – I mean, they can't have the Super Bowl there because they didn't put a fucking retractable dome on that thing. Just think. They're going to have a Super Bowl. They'll have a WrestleMania. They'll hold the Final Four. Like, you, dude, the sky's the limit of what these guys can do. Exactly. Because you know what? And you could say, I know Chicago's a little crazy of what everything is going on, but it's crazy everywhere. Everybody loves Chicago. Everybody wants to be in Chicago. Yep. I remember when they wanted to move to Rosemont at the one time because they had all that land out there. And they just wanted to get under the, out from the umbrella of the city. I don't want to be told what to do and what I can't do. You tell me there's a high school football game on a Friday before we play on a Sunday and we got to spray paint the grass? That's yeah. a joke. And you're telling me that we can't put turf? Yeah. Well, we can't have artificial turf? You know, it's and, and it's funny because we sit here and we talk about how bad the field is. You know, up in Green Bay, that's not ideal conditions. They got, it's like half and half of what they have up there. It's like half synthetic and half real right. grass. So, like, you know, all this stuff is just, it's crazy. I mean, if you want real grass, send it outside like Arizona does and then send it back in, you know? But that's because they got a, a top on the thing. You don't get the crappy weather on top of it. It's crazy, man. You, you, have, to, you have to do this. You have to look at all these stadiums that are being built. SoFi is just a palace. I mean, come on. The things that they're able to do there. Yeah. And then what they're doing in Vegas, was it, Allegiant or, yeah, Legion. Yeah, field it's, or it's Legion nuts. Stadium. I mean, you see it. Why can't, like you said, why can't we do that here? We can do it. We got the space to do it. Yeah, and no one else. That place has sat there for how many years now? No one else is buying that. Not in the times we're in now. You know, get the NFL to pitch in us a little bit. Get this and that to pitch in, and they'll get it done. Usually, that's what happens. The NFL forks them. You know, they'll get it done. I think they can get it done. I hope they do. I hope they do. I'd love to see. You know, Chicago being the I imagine sports if you mecca. Can have the bear running around the stadium like the Rams got. And did you see that? Yeah. The Rams score a touchdown or the Chargers score the lightning bolts look like they're hitting the concrete. Come on, we could have that. We could have a freaking bear in the the you can look at uh oh or Las Vegas. They got the torch. You could have all that cool shit, man. That that what they did when they redid that stadium was such a joke. It was so bad. It looks bad. You, you do have to give them credit. It does look bad from the outside. But as far as the stadium was built in the inside, people came to study because they really liked the interior of it. 
Yeah. But it's just like just the cosmetics from it because the way they had to build it, a stadium inside a stadium. Right. Which was, you know, and You couldn't, baffling. obviously it's a landmark or whatever. They couldn't knock it down all the way. So, I mean, they could do so many cool things with it. Statues could be put all over the place. You know, famous players can do all that stuff. It'd be awesome. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, but, I mean, the- as far as the rest of, around the NFL, you know, we got an openly – um, gay uh, player Carl Nassib, give him credit, man. It's not easy to do, not in a game like that. And it seems like he's, the rest of the league supporting him. That's pretty, pretty like groundbreaking, if you ask me. Yeah, but you, you know, when you take a look at it, it nowadays, you know, I, I'm glad in his statement. You, you if you heard his yeah, statement, I it. yeah, it was good. On was it Instagram or Twitter yeah. or whatever he said his message and. Like you wouldn't think this was a a big deal to him, and which is right. It, it probably shouldn't be a big deal. And moving forward, people shouldn't have to come out and do this. Right, that's what he said. And you know, God bless him. Keep making, you know, do what you do. Right. And I'm and I just like glad that, that everybody said he's known for a supportive. long time. That means he's told the guys in house, and you know, like you said, he he said at the end, I, I there's be one day I hope that nobody even has to do this. But, you know, we had it before. It was like that Michael Sam, and he was SEC Player of the Year, and then he didn't hardly get drafted in the second. But he was like the first one. And then I'm sure there's, like he said, there's been guys, you know, before this should say nothing. You know, but, hey, it's a big deal. I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody in any other of the big sports that basketball. No, not, not, I don't think currently. Not currently. Not, no, not so. Current players, but other than that, around the league, Still don't have Aaron Rodgers. He's still not reporting at all. I guess we'll, <laughs> this is going to be right. Everybody's it's playing hardball, man. It is going to be very interesting um, what happens up there in Green Bay. And, you know, just being that selfish Bears fan, hey, <laughs> do what you need to do, Aaron. Yeah. Go, you, to, go to Jeopardy. Yeah, <laughs> you want to be the Jeopardy host and live in L.A. or go, go play with the Broncos and we want to be that- further out west? Go ahead. What did the GMC? He didn't even, he didn't say anything for a long time. Then he says, "Well, he, Aaron's just kind of a complicated." Maybe that's not the right thing to say after not saying anything for two months. That he's complicated. I mean, it just seems like they're just this whole thing. They're just not dealing with it the right way. It's just like exact opposite of what you should, like the front office. And stuff. Yeah, there's Come no on. way you can do this to your um, the legendary. The yeah, the MVP, your legendary quarterback. Um, going down is one of the all-time greats, and you're just throwing him under the bus. See you later. Sayonara. <laughs> yeah, he's just complicated. Yeah, well, you know what? You're complicated. Fix it and get him in there. Draft some receivers for the guy. That's all he wanted you to do. That's it. All he wanted you to do was listen to him. Just <laughs> let him have I a word. I want a seat at the table. That's all yes. I want is a seat at the table to hear what you guys are thinking. It's not You're difficult. drafting my replacement. <laughs> Instead of drafting a Justin Jefferson. That's what I wanted to know. What were you thinking? But, hey, like you said, selfish Bears fans, we get a quarterback possibly of the future and lose the, the best one in the division for the last 15 years. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, we'll we, well, just look, we lost the top two quarterbacks in the division. Matt Stafford's out west with the Rams. <laughs> yep. And now A-Rod's not showing doing up. Jeopardy. He could be doing Jeopardy for the rest of his career. And so. this is Jeopardy. <laughs> hey, I'm with that. I'll take it all day. And you know what? I'll take a line from the Joker, newest one. Green Bay, you wanted love, you get what you fucking deserve. 
Now play him and see how smart you were, how you're the smartest guy in the room. Let's see how good he is. Let's see. Because it's going to be rough on that young fellow. To be thrown in with receivers that don't even want him throwing the ball to him, or one, not having the locker room on your side, he ain't going to have the locker room at all. And uh, it's, it's going to be rough. It's not going to be an ideal situation at all. But um, they be, they become they they become I gotta say they don't become the worst team, in the world, but they might be because if it doesn't work and that kid's not good and the receivers want out and there's friction. Well, here's the thing: you're not you're not in rebuilding mode, and then no one wants to play there. Right. So you're not even isn't that that's worse than Detroit? That's your ship's in, going the right direction. Yes, they're in rebuilding mode. Right. So they already have a a vision and purpose, it, but we they're going backwards. They have no clue where they're going. Yeah, when, they when they a, thought they got their guy yeah. in, in Jordan Love. We'll see, but it doesn't sound great. When you got a ship going in the right direction, and then you got the other one going in circles, even the one going the right direction that's going five miles an hour, Detroit is going finally better. Gonna get there. It's you're finally going to get there. You're going to get there, but if you're going in circles, you're not. No, that's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Now, Minnesota's in like the second or third year. They're like defense rebuilt, so they're a little faster. They're coming along. Um, but there's a problem. I mean, there's a real problem. Like you said, if guys don't want to play there, well, you got a tough, you know, tough. You're under contract, and I, I'm not trading you, Devontae Adams. You're under contract, and I ain't trading you. Well, fucking, I'm sitting out then until you do. Because that's what's going to happen if Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. That Devontae Adams will not waste years, I'm telling you, he will not waste years now that the NFL players have this power. All of a sudden, it's becoming like the NBA. He will not. He will not play, and they will end up trading him. Watch. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins did it. These guys, will do, uh, Odell did it. These guys are, they're not going for that. They're not mm, sitting up. Good for them. Good they're for they're them. saying, you're not going to have some rookie <laughs> throw, overthrow me, leaving me hanging out to dry. It ain't happening. I mean, what does Devontae have? Four or five good years left? You're going to waste two there? Be there? No, I, no. In the cold weather? No. No, I'm gonna oh, no. I'm gonna find somewhere out west. I'll run fades and slants and post for AA run, but that's it. In that cold weather, He's I'm gonna, from Fresno State. <laughs> I'm going out west. I don't give a shit. He'll uh, be he'll be an Arizona Cardinal before you know it. You blink and he'll be over. Dude, there. Everybody's gonna be all receivers. They're gonna go <laughs> play receiver. You now? Yeah, yeah. Kingsbury. They like uh, that. Yeah, like Kyler's slinging it and Kingsbury draw, you know, throwing the ball 70 oh boy. times a game. Stretch. Jay Hay. Oh. Too high. He's a typical softball player. Hmm? Warning track power. Yep. Oh. Yep. That's a big sigh of relief. But, you know, we're, we are coming up here. We're, let's talk about a little basketball here. Yeah, real we quick. are in the conference finals. Yep. Did you see this happening? You know what? We have we have the Phoenix Suns. We talked about it a couple shows ago. We got a lot of new teams in the mix now. Teams that haven't been relevant for a while. No, I mean Suns versus Clippers. We have Devin Booker going nuts. He's unconscious right now. Unconscious. And it's just it's forty just, point it, triple double for game one. It's it's crazy. You got DeAndre Ayton, who's a former first-round pick, who was in Luka's draft and Trey Young's draft. Now, how's that draft? Uh, that draft is out? ridiculous. Yeah, that's turned out pretty well. And that DeAndre Ayton's a good player. He's the guy that took all the money from Arizona and got them all in trouble. You don't remember? <laughs> hey, what you, I'm going to need that 50 grand back. 
he shows up to practice. <laughs> they said, hey, driving a Cadillac in a Gucci suit, what 50 grand? <laughs> gone, man. Archie Miller, please. That money was gone two days after you gave it to me. Oh, but that kid, he's from like the Bahamas or something. Um, yeah, he was a one and done in college. Yeah. He's really coming into his own, man. He's like a throwback pig. Just a it reminds me kind of of Mario a little bit. Like athletic, a little bit. He's good. He's real good. And the Clippers don't have an answer for him. Suns and four? Maybe. Uh, Suns and four again? <laughs> Maybe. Our, our boy's calling it. Yeah. Hey, the guy in the stands is beating everybody up. He's got Phoenix. He injected some life into the old Phoenix Suns, man. Dude, and, and it's funny because like all these players have reached out to him and everything. Hey, they get signed jerseys, yeah. got season tickets. He said he's gonna have to be at all these playoff games. Like, and it, it's so funny because the guy, I mean, if you don't know, a huge fight. He had he wanted no part of it. Right. He didn't want it. And two like want to be like thugs, I would say. One guy he said was wearing four watches. And they're, they're just talking shit to the guy. And he just kind of has a backwards head. He's got an old, like, Barkley jersey on. I mean, he's kind of like they're sitting in the rafters, you know, and they're just talking shit. And I think it looks like the two guys are going to walk away, and then they, like, try to sucker punch. And, boy, did things not go well for the two young fellas. <laughs> Nick will tell you, this guy had this guy in a headlock Dude. and gave him, like, a four-piece spicy. <laughs> it was so quick. <laughs> and he was... Telling his friend, I'm fucking your boy up. And the, the friend wanted no part of what was going on. And he gave him a couple more, like a two combo. And he said, why don't you guys get the hell out of here? And then what did he say? They're walking away. Sons and four. And he was right. <laughs> he was right. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. What a video, man. So, I mean, we have that. And then we have in the East, we have the Hawks and Bucks. When's the, I mean, is this is this nineteen eighty three or what's going on? Dude, this I mean, is like the so the closest team who's played in the in the, to the championship rounds here is the Suns back in ninety three with Barkley with Barkley. The other yes. ones have been like sixty. Yeah, because the Clippers 70s, have been bad for years and years. Ever, too. yeah. I mean, they never. I don't know wow. if they ever were good. And you know, you got Kawhi's out, so old pandemic P's got to carry him. Paul George, I don't know if he can do it. He he's actually played okay. He's actually played okay, but he's without Kawhi, they don't have a chance. I'm Suns and four, and now Chris Paul's out. He's on some kind of COVID list, which is which is odd because he had the shots. Okay, and other players have been on this list, and they have like been off it like in two two days. So for him to miss another game because he missed a, a couple games in the last round, it's becoming like a little like. How should I say the people in the NBA, like the uh, conspiracy theorists, have been like wondering what's going on? As he I mean, guy, is he's been involved in every conspiracy theory. With well, the whole trade when he was supposed to play with Kobe, that got shot down. Remember by the NBA, and then he yes. went to New Orleans. All of a sudden, they got the number one pick. That that's odd. That whole thing was odd. But it's this is weird because there's been other guys put on the same list, and if they had on um, their shot, they were off it like in a couple of days. As long as they didn't. Um, show signs like they were going to give it to someone or whatever. But a lot of the conspiracy theorists are wondering why, because this is like his third game he's missed now. And maybe they're saying maybe he's hurt and they're not saying nothing or there's something wrong, but. No, because I don't think he's, he's even allowed to be around the team. Right. Yeah. It's it's so it it is very weird. Um, It's like the baseball, like uh, that Andrew Vaughn from the Sox has a shot. He was possibly around. So he was around someone that had COVID. They, they monitored him for three days. 
he didn't come up positive at all. Boom, he's back with the team. Yeah. So. But that, then again, like it's different in baseball because then it's a whole the eighty whole eighty five percent thing. Um, eighty five percent of your team has to have their shot been vaccinated yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know what it is in the NBA, but it does seem a little sketchy that the man's not. I mean, he's just been. He's a a booker. I mean, just just been unbelievable. Well, they got Chris Paul. He changed him. And Milwaukee, I talked about it getting Holiday. That changed him. You need that guy, and especially if the guy's an all-star caliber point guard, it's even better. And Holiday and Paul are that. Now Devin Booker, I mean, Chris Paul doesn't have to score thirty anymore. You know, you got Booker and Aiton, all these guys. It's so like Holiday. Holiday will give you twenty, but he's also feeding the Greek freak and everybody else. And we got to talk about the injuries. These guys do not play anymore in the NBA. It's bullshit that they don't play with all this sitting. And now in the playoffs, you got LeBron go down. You had Kawhi go down. You got um, Harden and Kyrie both go Davis down. go down. Anthony Davis went down. I don't. If you ask me, Nick, I don't think they're playing enough. I don't think they're in shape because they're, they're being asked to play. You know, out of seven game span, three games or four games in a week. Now, and they haven't done that all season. Now you tell me. There's no reps like game reps. I don't care how much you're. Working out or running around the gym, when, you know, shooting around. There's no reps like playoff reps and game reps. And if you're asked to do that for the first time all year, play that many games in a row, I don't know. I, I just think it's it's a reason why a lot of these guys are going down. Well, it's just, it, you know, it has been, we talked about it a little earlier, it has been a funky year, you know, with these shortened seasons. These guys, some of these guys had played deep into the playoffs last year. Yep. Only had like 70 days off before coming back, playing in the league. But once again, it comes down to contract stuff, and the CBA doesn't want the owners to take you know, that money. They don't want them to have the upper hand anymore. Right. So you go ahead and you go ahead and you have the season. But it's just it's it is tough and it's hard to see. And I just wish, you know, I love seeing, you know, the best players out there. Competing at the highest level. Right. And then we talked about that earlier when we first started the show. We were like, do we talk basketball? You know, Chicago's basketball really hasn't been relevant for a couple of years since that run with Derrick Rose. Um, but it's just it's like no one – I don't turn into basketball until April. I don't right. even watch it – really watch it till June when the playoffs start. And I have been. And it's just – it's not the same when all these guys go down. But – here again, I, it comes back to why are you know you're stacking your teams, you're trying to have these three headed monsters, and not one guy goes out. And no, well, we're relying on that guy. Well, well, no, you still have two stars, like figure right. the stuff out, figure it out. But the problem is, you're spending all this money on three guys. What are you doing with the rest of your bench? And I like that it's proven like these guys have been sticking with their team. They're fine tuning, getting a couple pieces. You know, they paid Chris Middleton. That we're talking about. The Bucks. They went out, got the Drew Greek Holiday. Freak decided to stay, which was and, which and was. Uh, like, I give him credit for that. And it's just like they're all the pieces are starting to fill in, and you're getting the right players. Yeah, and that's what you need. You can win a championship like the Raptors did. They had one star. They had Kawhi. They had a bunch of really good role players. Some were actually all stars at one, and they won a championship. You can win that way. You don't have to like you're saying because you're relying on two guys or three guys to be healthy, and if they're not. Your supporting cast is not good enough. You're done. 
You are done. And then you know what's so funny? And they keep giving these big contracts to these guys who've proven over their careers that they can't stay healthy. Right. That's a problem. Or can't shoot, Ben Simmons. Sorry. Or, or that they can't shoot. You make $150 million, you're afraid to shoot. Well, can't shoot. Can't well yeah, we can talk about that. He had zero points in all seven games of the playoffs in the fourth quarter. Zero. He made three field goals in seven games. Three field goals. And the kid can't shoot free throws. He's... He gets he can't be on the court at the end of the game That's because a liability. he can't shoot free throws. They have to take him out. Hundred some million dollars. Who's gonna want to? Who's wants a guy like that? I think they should start playing him at center. It's some bitch is almost six ten. You might as well be a center. Get some rebounds. Do something else. How do you? And you know, I I've never been a fan of Doc. I don't think Doc's like all that. I think Tibbs had a lot to do with winning the championship in Boston and the Big Three, obviously, but. Everywhere he's gone, has not it has not been good. It ends ugly. He gets you there, but he can't get you over the top. And there's always problems. There's rifts, and and there's there's always there's issues all the time. There's issues all the time. And he's gone. You got Embiid coming out saying things about you. You got your locker room and your coaches. He's he's going to be what, dealt. What do you do? He's going to be dealt somewhere. What do you, you know, do? Somebody will take his money. You know, a black hole, Minnesota. Orlando, a black hole. <laughs> you know, give you a couple. Teams are irrelevant. <laughs> It'll be a, you know, we, we're not paying anybody right now. Try to get some, you know, seats, some jerseys to sell in. But, I mean, I love the fact that Trey Young and all these young guys, it's helping the NBA too because I'm kind of tired of seeing the Beard and Durant. I like Curry and all that, but I was kind of, this is good. It's good for the league. It is, it is a nice little change. Go ahead and see these guys. LeBron's Go ahead and fight it out. It's, Oh, here we go. Here's another lame. He ain't right. Sergio Alcantara ain't right. He's going down. Um, but so let's just go ahead. I know they're they're in their second game right now of the Western Conference Finals. Are you going Suns and four? Suns and four, and I got the Bucks. You got the Bucks and six. And six. I I, I like I, Trey, but he. I think Milwaukee's it's they're a much better team than than uh Atlanta played in with Philly. I mean, you're you got you're playing five on four, a guy don't want to can't shoot. And, and that's the thing, and we talked about this going into the playoffs, is that everybody forgot about Giannis. Everybody forgot about the Bucks. Yeah. They've been the number one team in the East for the past couple of years. They're good, man. And now they went out and got themselves a, a quarterback, run their offense. And they've been just their bench is slowly good. playing in this thing. Yep. And they've been there and they've been fighting all year. And now this is their season. And I think it I benefited think there, them. Is their season to win it all? I think it benefited them. Brooklyn being getting all the guys. Hey, it took a little pressure off them. We'll we'll be the underdogs. It's we'll be we'll be fine being the underdogs. Take some pressure off Giannis. It's not all on Giannis anymore. Middleton's a really good sidekick. Drew Holiday will give you twenty when you need it. And 15 assists, whatever. But I, I love, because, you know, Giannis is, a, is a, such a hard guard for Atlanta. And, and Trey's good and all that stuff. But, like I said, they were, they've been playing five on four. You're talking about one of the guys is afraid to shoot, won't shoot. The, the, Milwaukee doesn't have that problem. So, I, I really like Milwaukee. I like Milwaukee in six. I think Milwaukee's going to win it all. I like Milwaukee. That's what 
I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I think, think it coming I think together I at the, the right time. Yeah, and I think I got Suns. Suns will Suns will win in five, and then uh, I got the Hawks uh, in six. I, I honestly think like the Suns, they're there. They're gonna need like another year because Booker's young, and so is eight and those guys. Be honest, those guys have played in games like this already. They're kind of battle tested a little. That's why I'm yeah, they're just that season team who's just been knocking at the door and they haven't finally they didn't get in and now they're gonna make their mark and hopefully they make their mark in the league for a couple of years. It'd be nice to see. Yeah, nice to see the East come through. And if anybody in these four teams right down. now, Kawhi's banged up. Got pandemic P, not playoff P. I think when Giannis is on, he's one MVPs. He's unguardable when he's on, and he doesn't do it all like he used to. But I think it benefits him. But I think of all four teams, if I like a guy to just take over that can do that, he can get on a roll. He can get on a roll. Yeah, but Booker is going to be hard to say Booker, Booker can, can't Booker's hold Booker's good. He could shoot. Booker can shoot. But as a physical force around the rim and stuff. Yeah, but he's not afraid to take it to the basket, though, either. I mean, he, he'll get, he gets his, his shots yeah. around the rim, too. It's going to be interesting. I'd like to see them, too, go ahead and claw it out. Now, like we're talking about if Phoenix is – Five or four games, and Milwaukee's in a dogfight. That has a lot to do with it. I mean, if they're fresh, Phoenix is fresh. Hey, they might they might be ready. They might. I take know, it. and and that's the thing that when you get down to the end like this, it, they the championship's already set. So it's starting on this date. Right. So no matter what, so like if you do go out here and win it quick, you know. How is that layoff going to do? How is it going to feel? Is it going to ruin the the, the uh, camaraderie and the mojo that you had been playing? Yep. I don't know. It's always a tough decision, but hopefully they just go ahead. And I, I would like it to go seven, a championship uh, game. And I'd like to see it come down to the final shot. It'd be, it'd be amazing. Be awesome. I just yeah. like that these young guys are finally getting a coming out party. And all these guys did it the right way. They didn't, after the rookie contract run, and go somewhere else. They stayed. Staying here, they drafted me. And that's four teams that, that are that can say that. I stayed here. They well, drafted me. They built around me. So. Maybe they're listening to the old heads, Mike. Good. I'm not Good. joining. I'm glad. I'm not joining any party. If they want to join me, they can join me. Yep. I ain't joining no party. Atlanta's full of a bunch of guys that they just drafted, and they're just putting it together, which is cool. In Milwaukee, kind of the same way. Like Middleton and Giannis. But I like it, man. I think it's good for Lee. I hope these guys start doing that because it'll help these small markets. You know, hey, a couple good drafts, you can be right in it. You can do it. All about the right ones. Well, I uh, just, you know, we just had Father's Day. Just shout out to Papa Lopez and, yeah. you know, Chief, Chief over there. That's right. And all Happy the good Father's dads Day out to there. All the dads. Yes. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, thank you. And, uh, you know, give a shout out to uh, my brother, you know, good old Luke Kelly getting married. Yeah, Luke. They tied the knot this past weekend. Tied the weekend. knot this past weekend. It was a fun time. Uh, family got together. We enjoyed a Mark came nice from little, across the pond, right? Yeah, Mark's here. So Mark will be here for a couple of weeks. But, I mean, it was good to see, uh, you know, Sean and Nora. They were so happy. Just want to congratulate them and do many more years Congrats, to come. guys. It's uh, one hell of an accomplishment for you guys. Down in Tennessee. Where at in Tennessee? Then we were in uh, Gatlinburg. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Gatlinburg. Nice, up, nice. In the, up in the mountains. It was nice. It was a good time. Beautiful up there, man. Yeah, right it, here, was just, right? it was just good to see everybody together. It's been a while. Um, and I'm glad we got to celebrate with them. It was a real honor, and it, w- it was lots of fun. And then so. you had the golf trip. So Oh, we did have the golf trip. 
That was a, F, what is it? FTL. Yeah, the FTL, the Fat Double Arts. Um, <laughs> Who won this year? Uh, it was a, a new guy. He's been on 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 the tour for two years now. Nice. Yeah, he, first yeah. time. His first, first time, time first time winner. Good. So it's nice to see a little first time winner. Uh, Joe Copeland. Shout out to Joe Copeland. He, boy. He 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 shot lights out. You know, and it was funny because I thought I had a chance this year. I I shot really well, but. Uh, Joe was able to take it away from me. He got it done. Yeah, and it was um, it was good to see. And uh, how many days of golfing do you guys go? We we do three days of golf. Three days of golf. Okay. Yeah, cool. but uh, well, and I'll give a shout out to the uh, to JJ and his crew for winning the scramble for the weekend. Two day scramble. Uh, they were at fourteen under. They beat us nice. by one stroke. Oh. Uh, my team by one stroke. So it really burns. Uh, you know, I. All the Lopez's have their name on the cup, but me. Oh, but you. Yeah, so and you just, started it, right? Yeah, so it just burns. <laughs> uh, but yeah, JJ, shout out to my cousin JJ and his crew. Uh, it was on it was Ryan Neary, uh, Barry Pruitt, and oh, and Barry and Ryan, little, Ryan little Barry. Oh, a little Barry. Little Barry came out, and uh, their brother-in-law, uh, Danny. Okay. Danny was there, so shout out to them. But thanks everybody, guys, for coming out, and it was a good time. Until next year. Uh, you know, there's only 300 some days left that we meet again, but in Iowa, right? In Iowa, yeah. Same spot. Same, same spot. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know what? Lo and behold, we go out there. Uh, new owner of the course we usually play. Uh, guys creeping on my Facebook page because <laughs> I just started creeping. You know, we've yeah. been in contact a lot. So, yeah, I saw you went to Marion. He goes, I went to Marion. Like, oh, really? What? what? He's like, yeah, you know, and, uh, Guess he went to Marion for two years and left and went to oh, Thornwood. Okay. Yeah, he's a South Holland guy. Oh, nice. So it was nice, and he was real cool and uh, very inviting. Shout out to Fire Lake out in Sherrod, Illinois. If anybody's looking for a great place to play, um, take yourselves out to Quad Cities. Yes, you, you hear the name of TPC. TPC is a great course, but let me tell you, give this man all the money you can. Uh, he's running, trying to run a great business out there. Um He's got great food, great staff, and uh, them greens couldn't have been rolling any faster. Uh, so great course, great layout, great people equals good times. Oh, yeah. So just go out there if you can. Go out there and visit. But much shout-out to Fire Lake uh, Fire Golf Lake. Club. Boys are getting it done out there. That's good. Oh, they Glad are. to see that. Yeah, it was, it was tons of fun. They had, a, they had an uh, – Master shape for you guys out there. For Dude, it was, in, it was in true. I mean, I'd never seen the greens break as they did. Dang. It was, it was unbelievable. Trey's so, pulling all the right strings down there. That's good. He is. And it's, I just had to see a local guy yeah. trying to make good. And I, I hope he can do it, man. That's good. South Island guy doing his thing. Yeah. Man. It's, Gotta uh, like that. It's, a, it's a great time, great course. Like I said, we, we, we drank him out of some beers. <laughs> He didn't think we'd be drinking them beers. That but much, yeah. Yeah, we, we drank them out of a couple beers, but I don't think that's the first time we've done that on the tour. But, uh, yeah, you know, maybe maybe you can join us next year. Yeah, you know? maybe, man. Get the sticks back out, you know. Oh, you never know. You know, Matt was talking about it. He goes, Mikey did play some golf yeah. back in high school. Never know, man. And he, you know what? He wasn't that bad. <laughs> I he was not that bad. He was actually pretty good. Yeah, I wasn't that bad. He goes, you but, know. you know, got to dust off those sticks and get out there and You're get right. a swing, you know. You're right. But, uh, you never know, man. You never know. You don't know, you know. It sounds like a good time. I might have to maybe do a show live from oh, Fire Lake. If we did, maybe we can do the 
we could do a live show. We can stream the draft live and everything, and oh, it'd be get great. it rock and roll. We'd have people dying. We had guest guest host with us. So you guys weekend. draft the teams and everything. Oh yeah, we do a draft right there. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I and mean, we could do a live show from there. Let you know a couple days in how everything's going. Oh, guys we could, could do be a drunk. Recap. Guys could yeah. be sober. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. We're just gonna hey, just gonna tear it up down there. That's all. Oh yeah, it's it's fun. So, but thanks again. Congrats to uh, Sean and Nora. Yeah, congrats, guys. Uh, or Luke Big and Nora. Shout out. Whatever you want. And, uh, <laughs> John, Luke, Kelly. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Thanks for everybody being a part of the show. Hopefully, we continue it going. Yes, sir. Doing a good job here. We'll, uh, we'll probably be back. NBA Finals time. We'll, we'll get our team probably. We'll yeah, it's just, it's it. just a little slow right now, yeah. so I don't think slow we should part. do a weekly show, maybe like a little bi-weekly show Yeah, in Chicago sports here. If something big happens, we'll probably do it, but I would say we'll probably shoot for NBA Finals like right before it or game one in or something. Yeah, we'll figure yeah, it out. yeah, a little all-star break. Another, another, yeah, maybe, you know what? It'd be, maybe maybe our home next run derby. live show should yeah. be the home run derby. Why That's not? That's a good call. We man. get out here. We, get we used to watch it all the time. We used to go to B-dubs and watch it all the time. We did. Yes, we did. We can get a little Uncle Cy and the boys swimming out there yep. and having a good time. We get a little I'm gonna food going. I'm going to do pork belly. Next for the next live show. So I already oh, got man. it. Oh man, look at Mike. Out. He's doing everything. I'm doing pork belly for the show. Nick picked up the tacos tonight. Much appreciated. Yeah, so. thanks, Wanchos. Wanchos, thanks. Even though you're not making gorditas anymore, it broke my heart. Yep. My so. grandpa really approved of it. The three three pots were delicious. Three pots is the guts. Guts. Yeah. Intestines. <laughs> pig intestine. Or yeah. yeah, pig intestine or cow. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Something intestines, but yeah. they were good. They anyway. were delicious. So yeah, that let's shoot for that time. Twitch. Yeah, we'll Live shout out there. Yeah, we'll, we got it all figured out now. So we'll, home run we'll, derby. Oh, the home, home run derby is fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait. We'll do it. Joe Hayes in it. So hopefully Tatis will get in it. Yeah, maybe we'll only do like the first round because it seems it's, like it's, it's a long it's night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to be doing all that. We'll bore you guys to death. But we can. We'll do a little recap of. We'll kind of spring us into the NBA Finals. We'll kind of recap where everybody stands and how we feel Chicago should do moving forward into the trade deadline. Sounds good. All right, man. Peace out, guys. See you, guys.